0: You're listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews with experts on the latest and most important issues in human rights and international humanitarian law. I'm Gabriel Stein. We're broadcasting this week from the middle of the Baltic Sea. We're on the small island of Gotland in Sweden, where there's an annual political gathering called Almadalen. The week-long event draws thousands from the political classes, different universities, civil society, actors, and the business world. And today we're speaking to Simon Ebers. He does incredible work for an organization called Frieshuset. Simon works with helping young people get out of criminal gangs and right-wing extremist groups. We sat down to talk about the methods they use, why they do this work, and the factors that push youth into gangs and extremist groups. Enjoy. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Can you tell us um, a bit about the work that you're doing, what you're focusing on? Uh,
1: right now I'm working on uh, two disengagement programs, uh, one is called PASSUS and the other one is called EXIT. The first one has a target group um, people that want to leave gangs, criminal gangs, and the second one has the target group people that want to leave uh, the far-right movement. Uh, we work on an individual basis and um, uh, last year we had around 88 clients in total. Uh, We've been doing this for almost 20 years, started with EXIT, the far right program, and later on developed uh, also PASSOS because we were seeing an increasing demand. And actually we are uh, a bit of pioneers uh, within this field. Uh, Our EXIT program is one of the first in the world. Now, through the European Commission and the Radicalization Awareness Network, we've been able to spread our method to uh, other states such as Germany, the Netherlands, UK, the US and Canada.
0: And how long have you been involved uh, with this organization?
1: With this particular program I've been involved for a year but with free Susan I've been involved around four years. And before I was working on a preventive uh, program that uses uh, passion combined with good leaders and dialogue. In this case it was martial arts and Thai boxing. Uh, And we use this in order to reach out to our target group that many times is hard to reach because they don't feel part of society.
0: Yeah, can you can you talk a bit about the target group and and what their issues and major concerns are
1: Yes of course so uh, for the program i just described which is the martial arts our target group in general are people that are marginalized from society and young people Free uh, society is a youth organization and um, so that's the target group and then it depends so for example with uh, the disengagement programs has been people many times been involved for a long time they have been to prison uh, they have been inside of violent movements for a long time and they have a lot to work on basically Uh, so when they disengage first of all you have to disengage which means uh, first of all it could be in a security issue you have to break with the only thing you know in life and the only thing you're good at because many times you've broken all the ties you had to family and friends and society Uh, and the next step is to reintegrate and that is uh, slow and Sometimes painful process because you have to create a new identity uh, when you leave the group and uh, try to find a place within society again. Um, Are you dealing mostly with boys or is it a mix? Um, With the disengagement programs, it's mostly men. We had, I think, last year was uh, one in forty,
0: something like that, was a woman. But it happens and uh, if, we, if we look at it from a human rights perspective I mean, which which have you thought about that uh, which human rights is it that, that are being infringed uh, upon the people that you're kind of trying to help
1: well I think uh, because you've been drawn into these movements you kind of lose all rights um, all rights to be part of society and uh, many times what we also see is that the people that end up here are many times victims and they have There are reasons why they ended up here, uh, which many times goes back to childhood. So they were never really given the normal rights you have as a legal citizen, um, which we now enable again. But then, of course, you have to break with your past.
0: Mm. What are the major challenges that you're seeing these days with the work that you're doing?
1: Well, first of all... um, you have to be able to reach out to the target group. And I think this is one of the things that we at Free SUSET are best at. And what we do is that we use credible messengers. Uh, for the, When we're talking about disengagement programs, this means that we use people that have similar background. So people that have themselves been involved in a gang or a neo-Nazi group. And we use them to kind of bridge the gap uh, to our clients, and in order to work with them, because many times they don't have trust in anyone. Uh, so that's that's a difficulty, but I think we've kind of figured the, the solution out there. And the second one I would say is getting the support from society and getting support from decision makers and funders. And this has been this is a constant uh, issue. I think now we're at quite a good stage because it's a major political issue in Sweden. Uh, but it's not always obvious why you should help someone that works essentially against society, and wh- why should you help someone that has created violent crimes? So, so this is this is a major
0: challenge, I would say. And and how do you reach people? You were talking about that challenge. Um, you know, how how do you make them comfortable to to be able to uh, come to you? Um,
1: so, like I said, uh, credible messengers, formers is is key, I would say, Uh, but also meeting them on a non-judging standpoint. Uh, Meeting them where they are. So, for example, we don't invite them to our office, you have to come to our office and we will help you. Uh, We we go out in the environments they are. Uh, So, for example, in prisons uh, we have um, meetings where we inform what we do and the kind of support we can provide so I would say, non-judging standpoint, meeting them where they are in life.
0: And, and what, um, I mean, what are the things that bring, let me put it this way, what are the similarities between both of the focus groups? I mean, what socioeconomic background, what type of issues that are, are they facing that um, is similar across the target group? Uh, I would say there's
1: a lot of things that are very similar um we are using essentially the same method to work with both of these groups uh, I think when you look at why people end up here when it comes to crime it's often related to socio-economic uh, reasons that uh, you grew up in an area where crime was accepted uh, but it's not it's not always like this I have to' it, you can see a big variety but I would say that's a general thing Uh, when it comes to the far right it's uh, more varied I would say Uh, some have been victims of crime themselves and then later on no one supported them with their trauma Um, so there's a lot of frustration and no one is listening to you and eventually you find a group uh, that can that can uh, let you understands you and um, uh, you can filter your anger through them so so you get like a fixed program Um, it makes life easier basically Um, so so that's one thing you can see but then there's also uh, if you look more on the countryside uh, the same socio-economic features so it's a mixture, I would say. But it's, it's probably more varied when it comes to the right-wing extremism than uh, when it comes to, to the organized crime.
0: And, and can you talk about the organized crime um, and right-wing extremism? I mean, what are the what's happening right now um, compared to three or four years ago? Are we seeing shifts?
1: When it comes to the organized crime, I would say there's a general shift. We are, uh, if we look at the clientele we have um, we are more we are seeing more and more people from um, socio- socially economically weak uh, areas m- many times of the suburbs of our cities uh, so this is becoming more and more uh, when it comes to the far right movement um, we have seen some shifts in groups but it's more or less the same I would say but uh, I have to underline this is not my area of expertise so Um,
0: and so um, Free SUSE has you were saying affected what was it 150,000 yeah
1: we last year we reached out to 150,000 youth in Sweden so we have around 50 different programs the ones I've been talking about here are two disengagement programs and then one that combines passion and uh, dialogue and uh, but like I said we have around 50 different programs and it could be ev- everything from inter-religious uh, dialogue um, to basketball
0: so we have a wide range of, um, of programs. There's a big discussion about uh, increasing gun violence um, in Sweden um, and, and also debate whether there is uh, it is increasing or not. Um, but how is that affecting the target group that you're working with?
1: Well, our target group, many of them, are uh, from the affected areas. What you can say, what we know, is that in some areas, gun violence has risen um, and maybe has decreased in other areas, but there are certain areas that are becoming worse, and we know this. And what we can see, for example, last year, we're a big organization and we reach out to around 150,000 youth a year but 10 youth affiliated closely affiliated to our programs were shot to death and and this for sweden is uh, i mean we haven't had that before so obviously um, this affects a lot a lot of young people from these areas i would say almost everyone who's 13 years old and who grew up and grow, it lives in one of these affected areas now know someone who got shot to death uh, and of course this will have huge implications and uh, we really feel that the voice of the people from this area especially the young people that are s- so affected by it uh, need to uh, be channelled somehow and what we are doing now in Almedalen is that we have uh, through leadership programs and uh, we have 10 youth with us that is uh, given the chance to speak to politicians, to raise the voice, to be in panels and, and actually have a say in this important issue.
0: Simone, thanks for taking the time and, and for all your good work. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure. That was a conversation I had with Simone Ebej from Fries It. and we were broadcasting that from the Amadalen Political Festival on Gotland. We'll be back soon with more interviews and discussions, talking to different experts on the most important issues in human rights and international humanitarian law. Thanks for listening. That interview was recorded from Almadalen, where we are all week doing uh, different interviews with experts on human rights. That was a conversation we had with Tove Dahlgren. She's issues. the head of the educational department we'll for a back foundation soon called All with A-Bret. Another fresh episode of On Human Rights. Thanks for listening.